Hey, welcome to the Morning Mix podcast. Today it was just Whip and I, and we had a lot of fun because we started trying to figure out if you had to do a 30-day diet, what would you eat? Maybe it's a restaurant, maybe it's a specific food, but for 30 days you're going to do it because there's a guy on TikTok who only wants to eat Taco Bell for 30 days. Plus, kids are lovely, but sometimes uh, they can be mean, and maybe they don't know it. Uh, And boy, they are insulting, especially when it comes to the shape of our bodies. So that's headed your way. Also, being cool. Look, it's tough. But getting a cool award, that's even harder. Maybe you are the entertainer of the year in your office. We talked to Jonathan, and he's one of those, plus so many other people that got cool awards. That and a lot more coming your way right now on the Morning Mix podcast. There's a guy on TikTok. His name is Sam Reed. He's announced he's going to do a 30-day Taco Bell-only diet, which sounds delicious. It does. And his hypothesis includes... Believing it's going to be beneficial for people to not demonize what they eat or glorify a look in a certain way. It's about your relationship with food. And I like that. Love it. Got us thinking, if you were to take a 30-day diet of any kind of food, maybe it's a restaurant, maybe it's a type of food, what food would you want? Text it to us at 60123 from an 815. And this one came in a lot. I would say this was the most popular one that we got. Portillo's. Yeah, you can't go wrong. They got a lot. Of, they, they have a wide variety too. I mean, you can get hot dogs one day. You can get right. the fish sandwich. You can get the uh, broiled chicken sandwich. You can get the chopped chicken salad. Man, you just know for menu. some example. Yeah, some yeah. chocolate cake. Right, chocolate cake maybe every, every time. You know, they they always serve the beers in those like those big cold frozen glasses. That always, yeah. I remember going with my dad, and I was like, that looks really cool. Yeah, right. It does. Yeah. The frosty mug uh, from an eight one five. They're going local. I want to go to uh, the Sandlot in Park Ridge. Okay. Unless they're talking about the Sandlot movie. Which is and a great. And was it filmed there? And it was not. It's a great movie, right? Uh, no, probably a restaurant called The Sandlot, I'm guessing. From an 847, I would do the Cinnabon diet 100% hands down. I, I've got gastrointestinal issues and I can't eat them. But boy, I would for thirty days straight. Yeah, I like the I like the play there because this is like the fantasy. Yeah, you know, exactly like right. you're not really probably gonna do this, but if you could, then that's great. And from a seven oh eight, I teased this one. I would go for Caprova. It's a Czech dish for this Czechoslovakian. Okay. I want to just really quick, what is Caprova? Real quick, we'll just find out. Because I don't think I've had Caprova. Oh, okay, cool. Interesting. I don't it think kind I've of heard looks of it. like uh like a, a creamy soup. A dill cream soup, I'm seeing. Okay. It's like got dill in it. So there you go. Sounds good. From a 219 and many others, if I could eat one thing for 30 days straight, it would be Chipotle. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. I would be all over that one for sure. I actually worked with a guy who had Chipotle, and I'm not kidding, every single day. I've heard this, that people do this. That's just yeah. their go-to lunch spot. And every, you know, he'd come down, and he would stand in front of you and rub his belly, like right above his belt, and he'd be like, anybody for Chipotle? Yeah. I'm like, Ryan, you're on your own, man. Right. But tomorrow I'll go. Sometimes, by the way, I will say that the Chipotle, through no fault of anybody's, the line at Chipotle intimidates me a little bit. Yeah, I get that. Like, I feel like I'm slowing it down or I'm in the wrong spot or something like that. But ordering on the app and just having it in a bag and picking it up. Beautiful. Oh, it's wonderful. I've had the experience of going to Chipotle, and this is no offense to the uh, team that runs Chipotle. Yeah. The burrito artists, I suppose. They are artists, yes. But every once in a while, I'll walk up and they'll be like, what are you having? I'll be like, oh, I'll have a bowl. They're like, what's that? A, 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 A bowl? What do you want? I'd like a bowl. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know if we're too far over the glass or they can't. Uh, you want chicken or beef? Uh, or, 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 oh, I'll do the barbacoa. Chicken? No, barbacoa. I don't know why. I'm like, am I whispering? Because I'm known to be pretty damn loud. Yeah. I, Based on this conversation, we've never talked before, but I think we may need to start a support group for people <laughs> who have a little bit of trouble ordering at Chipotle because it can't just be us. And once again, this is brought to you by BetterHelp. Yes. Uh, <laughs>
from an 847, if you could eat one thing for 30 days, it would be Uncrustables and wine. Uh, <laughs> wine. <laughs> I seriously thought that was going to be know, from just, a second grader or something. Like, wait a second. Until the wine part. I love that. Also, if you get those Uncrustables in the freezer and then you just let them thaw a little bit. Mm. Boy, is that tasty. I will have to say I've never had an Uncrustable. I have had them in my house, and my yeah. kids eat them, but I just always uh, go with the old school, make the PB&J yeah, myself, except I skip the J. I think I do that sometimes, too. Yeah. yeah. I believe this text, actually, i got to check this number. This might be from Nikki <laughs> on vacation. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, you know, Uncrustables you know. and wine. sneaky like that. Yeah. From a 708, there's one right down in our lobby. I would eat there every day for 30 days straight. Panda Express. Definitely. That's not bad. Tons of menu options right? there. Right. We've got from an 847, Panera. Again, absolutely right. Not bad. From a 219, for 30 days straight, I'd eat pierogies. You can make a lot of variety in there. You can. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, my grandma, Bobsha, yeah. uh, 97 years old, you know, a per- she's a pierogi artist, if you will. And uh, I have always enjoyed the ones with potatoes, and I'm a little bit of a creature of habit, so when she'd go apple or even meat or something yep. in there, I would get thrown off. But I know many people have many different things. You can put all kinds of stuff in there. There's a ton. Yeah. Yeah, so many options. Uh, from an 847, I want that hot dog water seltzer. No. <laughs> <laughs> That is a loyal listener. Yeah, we talked about that uh, maybe a couple weeks ago now. Yeah. There's a brewery in Texas making seltzer out of hot dog water. Yeah. If you missed that, you can find it in the Morning Mix podcast. Text podcast to 60123. But this restaurant actually came up a couple of times, so I feel like we should give them a shout-out. From a 312, for 30 days straight, I would eat the village salad from the Greek kitchen. Okay. They didn't say where it is, though. The Greek. The you, Greek. You yeah. go on the Google on that? The Greek kitchen. I've, I see one... Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, well, there you that's go. a good start. Oh. Uh, Northwest. Is it at Northwest? Oh, it it's downtown, like- it looks like, on Huron. Like maybe oh, okay. the downtown Northwestern campus near the hospitals and stuff. All right. There you go. Okay. Uh, also, 630 said the Cheesecake Factory, and mostly because the menu is a magazine. You could eat a different thing there every day for a year. Yeah, and not even struggle with right, it. Right, right. And finally, and I wondered if you've ever had this, pho, P-H-O, pho, have you ever had it? No. No? Okay, so pho, it's like a Vietnamese soup. Similar, oh. kind of similar to ramen, but not quite. Okay. Uh, it's got a broth in there, and then there's usually meat and noodles, rice noodles. It's really, really tasty. I'll go with that. But you can make a variety of them. And the nice thing is, it's like you can go light if you want. You can go heavy with more meat in there. So, pho, also on the it. list. I'll take and it. And it's just kind of fun to say, because it sounds like you're about to say a bad word. I was a little scared yeah. for a second there before you explained. Yeah. You don't want to say pho and then my name right after it, because you get that Chris. You got to be very delicate with how you present pho. If you were a shock jock right now, yeah, you'd be forget doing about that. it. All right, we're reaching the beaches and rocking the docks. That's Who's ready right. for some pho? That's my shock jock. He would be like West Coast shock. 100%. You know what I mean? Yes. You guys wouldn't believe the chick I was with last night. Oh my god! Yeah. You know that kind of guy? Totally like yeah. that. That's the vibe of our show. Uh, well, I think. Let's hope not. <laughs> the morning mix flash briefing with Chris Villa. and Whip. All right. We've got three trending stories. This first one, uh, near and dear to my heart, Justice League. Of course, the Warner Brothers uh, movie that came out and then was uh, redone and came out with the Snyder Cut, if you remember back uh, early last year. What's the Snyder Cut, So, So Zack Snyder was the original director of the Justice League film, and he had to leave the production halfway through from a family emergency, family tragedy, really. Okay. And then Joss Whedon took over Justice League and finished the movie. And it ended up that fans believed Zack Snyder's version of the film would have been better. And they wanted to see what his version of the film would look like. Uh-huh. He then made a couple comments that, you know, there was enough footage that he did that he could finish the movie. 
Well, that started hashtag release the Snyder Cut, if you'll remember that, okay. which was a trending topic. But it has now been confirmed by two different investigating firms that Rolling Stone covered this all huh. that apparently released the Snyder Cut went viral because Warner Brothers activated a bunch of bots. Really? And that is how they made it go viral, which oh I kind of feel bamboozled. Well, a little bit, yeah, but I guess this is what they can do for, uh, to you behind the scenes. That's right. Yeah. They say that in 2018, it became the landing hub for efforts using hashtag release the Snyder Cut to bring Zack Snyder back. It ends up that WB was behind the whole thing, yeah. or at least behind a big part of it, right. to kind of get it going. Listen, there are certain people, their whole philosophy in life is, you know what? It's all BS. Yeah. And when you hear things like that, you realize that those people have a point. If you want to watch the Snyder Cut, it's on HBO Max, and I'm not kidding. I think it's like six hours long. Okay. uh, But it's broken into segments. So it's there for you. That's your first flash briefing story. All right, got one here for you. Doritos is churning up the heat this summer, Chris, with the introduction of new Doritos tangy tamarind chips. Ooh. I don't know if I know what tamarind is, and the reason I'm pronouncing it that way is because I went straight to the Google and heard that you pronounce it like this. Tamarind. Oh, oh nice. Alright, how is it? Tamarind. There we go. Got it. Tangy. Tangy tamarind features tangy flavored corn chips and a kick of heat and citrus. Now, according to Doritos, the new tangy tamarind flavor marks the first time a tamarind flavor is available from major salty snack brand in the U.S. So whether you know it or not here, history is being Wow. Made. That's right. Tangy tamarind also on stage Friday at Lollapalooza. <laughs> Should be. And finally, maybe you saw the photos of Elon Musk. He has gone viral. Yes. Photographed shirtless on, uh, I'm assuming, one of his yachts. Right. He has to have more than one yacht. Of course, he was in Mykonos. Right. Because that's where uh, rich folk go. He quote, uh, the photo of him has gone viral with a lot of people putting different, uh, you know, uh, quotes underneath the photo. But he has latched onto the free the nip trend. He says, ha ha, damn. Maybe I should take my shirt off more often. Free the nip. Ha ha. F yeah. I freed the nip. You know, if I were in his position, which I wouldn't be, uh, but... He seems like one guy who just does not care. Doesn't care at all. What anybody says. I mean, even some people who are very wealthy and have everything yeah. they could possibly want in life and the envy of the world, yep. they still might care. I really feel like he just doesn't. You know he doesn't care because it was a $20,000 a week yacht. Yeah. And that is your flash briefing. This is the Morning Mix Podcast. Getting insulted is no good. A new study out of the Netherlands says that getting insulted can feel the same as a small slap in the face. Literally, your body has the same chemical reaction to it. I believe that. Never worse than being insulted by a kid. Um, Whip's kid came at him about uh, the way he looks in a shirt. Yeah, he's probably not wrong. (laughs) I was like, that's okay. I'm still going to wear it. My nephew told me my face is weird, which I was like, you're not wrong. Right, exactly. It's hard to argue. What can I say? Yeah. But you were also insulted by a kid. We can't be alone on this one. Hi, Erica. Good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. How's it going? We're doing all right. I can hear it in your voice. The memory has come back of when you were insulted by a kid. What happened? So um, I was probably four or five months after having my last baby. Uh, So it's about four or five months post having her. And my five-year-old, you know, I'm changing. We're in the room and I'm changing, putting a shirt on. She said, oh, mommy, are you pregnant again? Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Which also in this in the timeline of having uh, being postpartum, that is not that that is like right at the point where you're like, I don't want to hear this. Right. And then it was like, I was just like, no, honey, no, just just go to your room. (laughs) Just go to your room. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Just go turn on Bluey and get out of here. Just just, just 
go to your room. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Erica, hang on, hang on, stay there. So Erica's about four or five months postpartum. Yeah. Hey, are you pregnant again? Right. Oh, come on. Yeah, not what you want to hear. Hi, Christy. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, when were you insulted by a kid? So my son called me Squidward. Squidward? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I was sitting on the couch and I wouldn't play a video game with him. So he called me Squidward because I was boring. Oh, because you're boring. Okay, well... Yep. It sounds like you're raising a great kid. If yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He could have called you like a butt-faced toothmaster or something. Hey, you're Squidward. Yeah. Oh, man. Thanks. Yep. All right, Christy. Stay right there. So Christy is Squidward, which I like. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing good. You sound very um, summery and bright, even though you were once insulted by a child. What happened? I was. My son once looked at me. I've been trying to lose weight and work out. He goes, Mom, you have a six-pack of abs. Oh, that's like, great. Oh, that's, that's really nice. And he followed it with under an eight-pack of Jello. Oh, oh my God. Wow. It's like he planned that one out. Yeah, somebody had been feeding him lines. <laughs> How old was he when he said that? I want to say he was like seven. Wow. Okay, so old enough to know better. What a smart kid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah, you're like, he's old enough to know better. I'm like, this kid is a comedic genius. I think that's what he's Hang doing. He's, he's working material on you. That is hilarious. All right, that takes us to Drew. Hey, Drew, good morning. How are you today? Hey, pretty good. Pretty good, thanks. Love the show. Oh, thank you so much. When were you insulted by a kid? Uh, so, uh, this weekend. Oh, it's a fr- this is fresh. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, we're losing Drew. Okay, sorry. We're, we're losing Drew on the on the connection. Maybe we'll try to get him back. Maybe we'll the see. kid said to him, Drew, yeah. your phone sucks. Yeah, hey. Hey, Take that. On. This is a Samsung. That's why. <laughs> what? We go to Kathy. Hey, Kathy, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're doing great. So what happened? Uh, when were you insulted by a kid? Oh, I was insulted a few years back. My granddaughter and I were watching The Voice, and I was telling her how they all have a gift from God to be able to sing, and I was singing the song with them, and she looked at me, and she said, Grandma, you do not have the gift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but... Uh... <laughs> But that is smart. Did you laugh like that? It feels like it would sting, and then you'd have to laugh at how smart she was to put that together. I did laugh. The only yeah. time I sound, I sound good is when the radio is on. Yeah. <laughs> singing with it. That's awesome. Perfect. All right, so Kathy's trying to sing along at The Voice. It looks like we got Drew again. Okay. Hey, Drew, are you back? Yes, I am. Okay, so how are you insulted by the kid? Okay, so last weekend, um, my uh, my toddler is not trained, uh, went to the bathroom in her diaper. Sure. And so I go, are you a gross poopy baby? And she she looks at me, she laughs, just this purest little laugh. She points directly at me. And my wife goes, did she just accuse you of being a gross poopy baby? And, and, and I go, I think she did. And this kid just keeps pointing at me and pointing at me and laughing and uh, you know, me, a man well-known for pooping in toilets. Uh, well-known, yeah. The famously, world over. The world uh, a over. Toilet uh, famously, uh, yeah. Drew will always poop in a toilet. And he's like, I'm not a gross poopy baby. You're a gross poopy yeah, baby. You're one. That is and a great they argument. went back and forth for 45 minutes. <laughs> no, you are. No, you are. Yeah. And then they turned on Mommy. And they're like, well, Mommy. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what happened? And then you look like Squidward. Yeah, Squidward. Huh? Yeah. You pregnant again? Whoa. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. So we got Erica, Mommy, are you pregnant again? Christy was called Squidward. Kathy's granddaughter said, uh, while singing, you don't have the gift. Drew is, in fact, a gross poopy baby. (laughs) But Lisa, I got to tell you, look, your kid coming at you with, uh, you got six-pack abs, 
under eight pounds of jello. I don't think it gets any worse than that, Lisa. Congratulations. From Chicago to your device, this is the Morning Mix Podcast. So here's the road to how we got here. Uh, a study was done that showed that folks that win Grammys go on to make more innovative music than those that lose. They kind of uh, take a back seat on yeah. creativity. Yep. And their uh, talents or output sort of diminishes, right? So that happened. And then we thought, well, what? winning a Grammy is cool. It's got to make you feel great. Like Bruno Mars, that is a objectively cool human being. 100%. Right? Like without a doubt. Yeah. But what is the cool award that you won? Maybe you didn't win a Grammy, but you got something pretty sweet. Let's go to Al. Hey, Al, good morning. How are you? Good, good. How are you? We're doing great. What was the cool award you won? I won the uh, the Bulldog Award in my uh, high school graduation for number one athletics and number one in uh, academics. It was a combination of the two. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was really exciting, uh, you know, and uh, I was caught off guard. I I didn't know it was going to be presented at graduation. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so the Bulldog Award was uh, best athlete and best student, basically, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Uh-huh. It's incredible. It's like a well-rounded individual. <laughs> Look at that. Renaissance man. Yeah, you really are. All right, so Al is winning for his brain and his body. I didn't mean, want to make it subjective, but, you know, the, good for him. The, uh, I'm sure he would agree. Right. Jonathan got an award that uh, I've been trying to get for years. Hey, Jonathan, how are you this morning? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. What award did you get? Entertainer of the Year. Entertainer of the Year? Was that like Entertainment yeah. Weekly or People Magazine, or where was that from? <laughs> So it was at my work. We had a Christmas party every year, big blowout at the hotel, and uh, everyone voted at the end of it, like, who was the most entertaining, who had the most fun, and I won Entertainer of the Year. That's awesome. Can you give us any <laughs> samples of yeah, uh, what makes you so entertaining, or is that tough to do? I mean, I was just, uh, you know, on the dance floor the whole night, bringing everybody out to the dance floor, having a good old time, bringing yeah. energy. Doing a little soft shoe? Oh, doing it all, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> all right, we should keep Jonathan on our list of party starters for when we have mixed events where we're like, all right, we need to turn this thing up. Bring in Jonathan, Entertainer of the Year. Here yeah. we go. Take the load off us right yeah, there. Yeah, right? Less pressure. I love that. All right, let's find out what Amy's cool award was. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Love you guys. Oh, thanks so much. What was the cool award you won? So I have to tell you, I went to my 10th year high school reunion, and I won a trophy for having changed the most. No one recognized me, and they were like, well, who is that? Oh, and wow. so, yeah, won a trophy. They also realized that I had traveled to the most places. So I, I actually got two awards, but the having changed the most was like, wow, really? I've changed the most? That's wild. So that was really cool, yeah. Did you well, perceive yourself to have changed that much prior to them telling you that, and did you take it as a compliment? I definitely took it as a compliment because I was, you know, voted pretty much the most naive in high school. <laughs> ah. And then you became the most the worldly. Most, yeah, watch out. I traveled the world well, and look at me now. Yeah, really. It was so fun to, you know, people didn't recognize me. So I felt like I was kind of incognito. And I'm like looking at all these people who had never gone anywhere from high school. Wow. And we're still there. And I'm like, wow, how could you not travel and just explore and stuff. So, Man. anyway, really, yeah. really fun. Amy, let us know when Hallmark Channel calls for the rights to this. <laughs> right. Let us know. Does we will, yeah, we'll have you back on to talk about filming. It sounds like everybody's oh. dream reaction yeah, for their 10-year sure. reunion it is literally the person is. everybody's like, wow, yeah. you're so different and so cool and you've done so much. Yeah, it's what Romy and Michelle want when yeah. they walk into that reunion. You had the Romy oh. and Michelle moment. Congratulations, Amy. That's awesome. Oh, thanks. Thanks.
thanks. It was really fun to be that way. Uh, oh. You know, to just, you know, see everybody again and, and you know, go back to high school and stuff and just yeah. to say hi and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. All right, Amy, stay right there. Don't go anywhere, please. We've got Scott here. Hey, Scott, what was the cool award that you won? The cool award I won was the uh, was first place for color and black and white for images at my camera club, Photogenesis Camera Club in Naperville. Look and at I've this. Been watching, yeah, and I've been watching the results for, you know, for the for the competitions for a while, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to pull it off. You know, the suspense kept building, you know, and then uh, and, and in the end, I really didn't know. And when he gave it to you, I was still kind of surprised, so that was really fun. Hey, Scott, does the name Barry Butler mean anything to you? I don't know. No, okay. He's yeah. a Chicago photographer. I just wondered if he was, like, in the scene. He works here he, uh, at the Mix, but he's also a famed Chicago photographer. Uh, and I didn't know, like, who is, like, the Michael Jordan of the photography world. I thought maybe he'd be Barry, but... He's pretty close to yeah, it, though. Honestly, if you, sure. if you see uh, yeah. like sort of iconic looking downtown Chicago shots, those are those are those are Butler's those are for often sure. his. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Scott's first p- place in the camera club, not only for black and white, but also for color. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Good. Uh, Al won the Bulldog Award. He's an athlete and a brain at the same time, which is fantastic. I like that. Jonathan's Entertainer of the Year. But just because of the sheer fact, I mean, you had the dream scenario. Amy, congratulations! You walked into a reunion. And they were like, my God, who is this Hollywood starlet that has graced us with her presence? What's the high school local? What high school was the reunion for? It was in Ohio. I lived in a suburb of Dayton, Ohio. Got it. Well, boy, when you left that party, they were all wanting to be dating you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, (laughs) look at that. You're funny. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Morning Mix Podcast. We got a couple texts that came in. Somebody took history of rock and roll. Okay. That's kind of cool. Be very kinda interesting. Fun. Yeah. I would think you kind of start in the jazz world, right? Yeah, and then probably you like jazz work and your blues way up, right? And, uh, work your way up. Evolved, yep. A 630. I took theater appreciation, but secretly I'm a theater nerd, so it was super easy. Okay. Well, I if like you that. love something, they yeah. say, yeah, you never work a day in your life, right? If you were at ISU, I might have been in the class with you. Totally. Uh, somebody took volleyball at NIU, which is nice. That okay. sounds fun. Yeah. And at 708, I took a basketball class. I actually had played in high school, and I was the only girl in the class. So I took it in college, smoked these fools as we scrimmaged all day. I'm like, that's awesome. So that's the actual class? You really do just play basketball? Yeah, just scrimmage all day. That sounds great. That's pretty cool. What was the blow-off class that you took? Hi, Maureen. Uh, you might have taken this in my parents' backyard. What was the blow-off class? Badminton. Badminton. And it was one of the most difficult courses in college. Really? Really? Why do you it, say that? It was so technical and so specific, and it was just, it, it was more learning like the history and the background. And wow. Yeah, it was, it, it wasn't much playing. It was actually more about the history of the game. Boring as heck. And just absolutely a nightmare. She's like, I thought we were going to just stand here and slap this shuttlecock around for right. like four yeah. hours. Yeah. What the hell yeah. is this? There's a book? That's unbelievable. Uh, it, in high school, was, badminton was one of our PE yeah, units. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was maybe the most fun gym class I ever had was that period yeah. of time. That's when I first learned about pickleball. Yeah. was high school. We yeah. would play randomly pickleball. They'd be like, all right, who wants to take rackets? So like rackets was a class. Yes. You do like tennis, badminton, pickleball. Exactly. All right, so Maureen thought it would be a blow-off. She's like, eh, let me take this one. Dave, on the other hand, what was the blow-off class, Dave? I took indoor wall climbing. Now, when you say that, you don't mean like the walls here in the office. You mean it was like a rock wall indoors? (laughs) Right, right. All right, guys, here's how you climb quarter-inch drywall. So you're going to want (laughs) to put on a steel boot and kick hard. Maybe some suction cups on the hands. Yeah. Yeah. Was it harder than you thought it would be, Dave? Not in the least, no. (laughs) 
That's awesome. I suppose if you're not good at wall climbing, then it would be hard, but you sound like you're good. But if you are, it's easy. All right, so Dave took indoor wall climbing. I'm wondering if Danielle went to Illinois State. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, Just out of curiosity, what university did you go to? Michigan State. Michigan State. Oh, boy. Nikki would be so excited right now, a fellow Spartan. But what was the blow-off class you took? Billiards. Billiards. Fantastic. Yeah. I took it at Illinois State because they had a bowling and billiards center there. Really? That's why I thought maybe you'd gone there, but I guess it's just a state school thing. Michigan State, Illinois State. <laughs> was it harder than you thought, or did you like it? No, it was awesome. And then I could go to the bar and play pool and school people and pool. Yeah, that was my takeaway as well. I was like, oh, this is great. Now I can be like uh, Paul Newman or Tom Cruise and just come right in here and win some money. And then I would get too confident and I'd lose it all. But I don't know. That was just me. It's so Danielle, the movies go. Yeah, right? That was Danielle playing uh, some billiards. And then we've got John. This one sounds kind of heavy duty, John. What was the class that you thought was a blow off? Introduction to substance abuse. Introduction to substance abuse. What did this you... Th- was at the, this was at the University of Iowa. And the final exam, it absolutely was a blow off class. The first question on the final exam was, does marijuana cause A, hunger, B, red eyes, C, anxiety, or D, all of the above? Yeah. You were sitting there a little high and you went, wait a second. I think it's D. <laughs> all right. So John took intro to substance abuse and not far off from that. Hi, Kelsey. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing well. What was the blow off class that you took in college? It was a spirits class where you got to drink different alcohols. Spirits class. Okay. I don't think it gets much better than spirits class. So what was the premise of the class? You guys just went in and tried booze? Yeah, so it was just different types of liquor. And ironically, it was on a Thursday at like 6 p.m. Ironically, yeah. I feel like that professor was like, hey, superintendent, I got an idea. Here's what I'd like to do. (laughs) That's unbelievable. It was more about trying liquors and then trying to see what they would pair well with. So okay. there was some mixology involved as well? There was no mixology involved. No. So it was just it straight. It was mostly just like what they paired with, and then you would try like little tasting. Uh, testing one, two, one, two. Sound check. Sound check. This is Nikki's sound check on the morning yeah. mix. That's right. It's time for Chris's sound check. <laughs> All right. Here's what Jason Moraz is up to. No, okay. no, what I'm is kidding. He, what has he got going? You know, he runs an avocado farm in San Diego. Really? Uh, he sells a lot of those avocados to Chipotle. That's a real fact. I Well, I, that, yeah, it's fascinating. And that's a bonus story. I wasn't even going to include that. That's amazing. All right. To kick things off here, we go to none other than Elton John. Now, Elton John has managed to maintain relevance for like 40 years or 50, more, 50, 50 years, right? Yeah, which 50, is no joke. Literally. He just had a great song with Dua Lipa that we played and we continue to play here, Cold Heart, right? So you know Elton. Mm-hmm. Well, Louis Capaldi, who we know, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, remember Louis, a lot of slow jams from Louis. And then the pandemic happened. And he said he was going to hold off on releasing that album because he thought people are sad enough. Well, he said he actually turned to Sir Elton John for advice while working on his long awaited second album. And uh, he said, you know, I, uh, I had Elton come out and Elton said, you know, he's made a second album and he's got apprehensions about it. And that's normal. But he came down and he played me some tracks. And honestly, this album's a no brainer. So there you go. He got the Elton John endorsement. The seal of approval. That's pretty great. Elton John also said that currently he believes female artists are making the best music. OK. You know, it's so great to see Nova Twins, Wet Leg. They are going to be right here. At Lollapalooza, Elton name dropped Wet Leg. Wait for this. I'm gonna. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Without interruption, I'm gonna tell you the bands he referenced. Okay. No jokes. These are real bands that okay. Elton John referenced. 
It's great to see Nova Twins, Wet Leg, Let's Eat Grandma, The Linda Lindas, Heim, and all these girls rocking out and making the best music. Okay. Of all of those, I know of Wet Leg and I know Heim. Yeah. But I don't know Let's Eat Grandma and I don't know the Linda Lindas. I don't either. Shame it, on me, I guess. It makes me wonder, was Elton just handed a list by somebody like, please give me the hippest, coolest sounding girl groups and I will name drop them all? Or is he really listening to this? Maybe he is. I don't know. He went out to say, or went on to say, I'm sorry, uh, about new music. You know, none of the boys are really doing it. The girls are. It's a breath of fresh air because it comes from innocence and pure joy. And that, for me, is what music's all about. All right. Sir then. Elton John. Can't on argue. The state of music. From Sir Elton, we go to Sir Justin Bieber. He's not a knight, but he's an American one knight at this day, point, right? One, one day. day. He has confirmed officially that he will resume his Justice Tour. It will come back later this month. He'll come back on July 31st at the Lucas Summer Festival in Italy. Mm. So, I mean, if you're going to go back on tour, you might as well go to Italy to do it. Right. So, Justin Bieber going back on tour. The Biebs. And finally, this one I think, Whip, you'll be excited about. On this date in 1991. Okay. A certain song hit number one. Do you have a guess? Uh, I mean, I don't even know. If you guess this, I will literally give you $100. No, I'm totally going to just take a total shot and go, uh, Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. From the the Robin Robin Hood soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah. If you let the credits play long enough, you get to see the music video of him performing in Sherwood Forest. Oh, man. That's right. I would stop the movie before that, even though I love Brian Adams. But anyway, no, so that's not it. Everything I do. That's it right there. Kevin Costner's just standing in the woods with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Makes no sense. Uh, Unfortunately, that's incorrect. No, huh? No, but it went number one in 1991. Oh, EMF. That's right. Unbelievable. I remember this. This is the Morning Mix Podcast. This is literally the most attractive mix top six we've ever done. Okay, this is history being made. This You're witnessing it. it. A survey was done by Dr. Felix. We don't know him, but he did it. <laughs> okay. And the survey was to find what are the most attractive body parts, according to men and women, on the opposite sex. Weird. All right. Okay. Yeah, a little uh, a little aggressive, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not weird. I don't know. I guess we'll find out what the list is. All right. So uh, we'll start with uh, men, most attractive features on men from women's perspective. Okay. You want to do that one? All right. In at number six, uh, just barely making it, butts. <laughs> okay. Anytime you can so, just be like, in at number six, butts. butts. That's a good that's thing. That's right. So, fellas, we can just keep sitting down. Yeah. It doesn't matter. All right. In at number five on this list, uh, these are the most attractive features on a man. Eyes. Huh. And one time, uh, my wife and I went to a Cubs game with my cousin, Mike. Uh, I have brown eyes, right? And uh, my wife and I had been dating maybe a year. We went to a Cubs game. My cousin and his girlfriend were there, now his wife. The four of us are sitting there enjoying the game. And halfway through the game, my wife just looks at me and she goes, Why the hell can't your eyes look like his eyes? Your cousin's. And I was like, Oh, sorry. Mike, my cousin, beautiful eyes. Wow. Mine, just brown. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Well, you can't help it. Yeah, what can I do, right? Right. I think they're very nice right? myself, but okay. Yeah, made Mike and I very uncomfortable. Well, I would, don't doubt it. And at number four, the most attractive features on a man, abs. Mm. And to that I say, boo right, exactly. Seriously. Yeah, you can like them on Instagram, but they're not really around you. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. And at number three, again, ugh, arms. I well, get it. Wait, hey, it didn't say what kind of arm. Yeah, this is arms. Literally arms. We got arms. You got two of them. I'm in. Most of us. You got one of them. I'm in. Exactly. Why not? All right. In at number two, most attractive features on a man. Thank you. Thank you. Hair. Yeah. Okay. This is where Chris shines. This is, it. This is why I put so much focus on. That's it. right. That's all I got. <laughs> and in at number one, the most attractive feature on a man, according to women. Whip. Do you have a guess? 
Oh, man. Arms, hair, abs, butt, uh, eyes are taken. Cheeks? Cheeks. Yeah, not butt cheeks. Not butt cheeks. Cheeks, actual cheeks. Sweet cheeks. No, no, no. In at number one, the chest. Oh. Right. Swanee always had a good one. Right. He's got a great chest. Yeah. But again. I've uh, always said that about him. We have chest. I got it. So, it, again, it doesn't yeah. say what kind of chest. It doesn't chest. say. It holds my shirt up. Totally. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. That's right. All right. And now we flip the script. These are the most attractive features on women, according to men. Honestly, I don't know that there are many surprises here. But in number six, eyes. Oh, I love beautiful eyes on a lady. Totally Of course. Right. My wife, beautiful eyes. Of course. Her concern was that my eyes are brown, and often that will take over in the gene pool. Right? Is that so her like, concern? That's her concern, right? Oh. So if we have kids, their eyes will be brown. And she's like, oh, I love beautiful eyes, right? So far, our kids don't have brown eyes. So I don't know. I mean, you know, they can change in time. Do they? I think they can as you grow. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I think most babies are born with, like, light eyes. And in time, they can change. I am learning something every right? day. Yeah. I, also, maybe I knew that, but I forgot if I ever did. Kneecaps is not on the list, but kids don't get them until they're three. So there you go. Did you know that? That's a real fact. No. Yeah, that's why they just got those noodly little legs until they're about three, and then the kneecap starts to solidify. I guess I Isn't never. Wild? I guess I never poked yeah. my kids in the knees when you they know, were like, under three. Your kids can take their leg and bend it in all well, sorts that of ways. Yeah, makes sense. just okay. cartilage done. Wow, this is crazy. All right, in at number five, most attractive uh, part of a lady, according to a guy uh, in a survey that was done, the chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at five though, good. It'd be a little higher, right? In at four, most attractive female features, according to men, legs. Right. Carrie Underwood. The, totally. Best in the biz. Yeah. In at number three, hair. I like I, hair. Yeah, I like, like, I like nice hair. Yeah, you know? the smell of hair is beautiful right. sometimes. The lusciousness. One time, and I'm not kidding, we were at Target, <laughs> and this girl walked by, and my wife literally kind of grumbled, and I was like, what's up? And she was like, that bee has such great hair. Yeah. I turned around. The girl had to have been 11. I was like, calm down. Oh, really? <laughs> like, she's, like, oh, she's so lucky. All right, in at number two, most attractive feature on a woman, according to men, the bootay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my number one. Okay. Yeah, what can you do? Yeah. And in at number one, big, big, big margin here. Like, booty came in with 18% of the vote. And in at number one with 46% of the vote. You want to take a guess? I'm trying to think again of what's left. Um... <sighs> neck? The neck. You love a nice neck, yeah. like an elongated, elegant, yeah, a couple of necklaces stacked up on that sucker. Yeah, I'm no, kind of no. adding it up in my mind what you've yeah. already mentioned, and I'm trying to figure out what's left. Just go up a little bit higher. In at number one, 46%, just the entire face. Oh, well, that's okay. The, if we're going to go yeah. that general, then uh, agreed, face is key. So number one for men, according to women, is the chest, and number one on women, according to men, is the face. That's actually refreshing, that. isn't it, Chris? Isn't it? It kind of is. Yeah. The Morning Mix Flash Briefing with Chris and Whip. That's right. All right, I've got your first story here. You know this name. This guy's funny, right? He likes to drive around and sing in cars. James Corden. Mm -hmm. It has been reported and is now trending that James Corden was recently cycling through London. So he was out there pedaling his bike. Okay. And he was cut off by another cyclist, which caused James to fly off his bike and nearly into oncoming traffic. Oh, my goodness. James shouted at the man. According to a source, Corden was fuming. This young cyclist darted across the road, sent him flying. It must have really taken him by surprise. He had no cuts or no bruises, but it had to have hurt. Mm -hmm. He ticked off the cyclist who said, sorry. Everyone just stopped and stared when they realized who he'd cut off. Wow. There you All go. Right. That's your first flash briefing story. How would you like another story? I'd love them. Keep All right, them this one involving One Direction and 
tertiarily, the guy we just heard from singing the, uh, what did you call a pillow talk as a song, a porny song or it's something like that? A little like bit that. of ear porn. Yeah. Well, One Direction's Liam Payne recently oh, made some nasty remarks about his ex-bandmate, Zane. He told the Logan Paul podcast, there are many reasons why he dislikes Zane, but also many reasons why he will always be on his side. Now, wow. you want to know Louis Tomlinson's thoughts about that? You can stop right there, mister. Because some Australian talk show host tried to bring it up to Louis, and he said, ah, ah, I see what you're doing. The fishing's begun already. Tomlinson then told the interviewers he's happy to talk about the old days of One Direction in yeah. general, but he is not interested in helping them, quote, stir the S. Wow. Unquote. Good for you, Louis. Don't take the bait. Right. All right, that's why he's Smart my favorite. For that. Yes. And now in at number one, your morning mix flash briefing with just Whip and Chris. Number one, a personal favorite, but also a big, big name star. Disney Plus has announced that they will be creating a Formula One docuseries hosted by Keanu Reeves. Oh, my goodness. Come he's on. everywhere. He's in the news every day. Isn't Keanu. this wild? Yeah. Variety is reporting an untitled four part affair. We'll focus upon the current F1 managing director and former Honda team principal, Ross Braun, yeah. who bought the Honda team for a single British pound back when it was in dire financial straits in 2008. So Keanu will be hosting and be leading us through this four-part docuseries, which is right on time. Now, this is F1 racing, but of course, NASCAR is coming to Chicago. Yeah. So we've got uh, motor oil in the blood today. Totally right. Right? That's what dudes say, right? We cover it all. Nailed it. That is your Morning Mix Flash Briefing with Chris and Whip. All right. Thank you for joining us for the Morning Mix Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, like, and follow this podcast. You can also follow us on social at 1019 Mix Chicago. And we will see you tomorrow on the Morning Mix.